that intro, James, always gives me chills, man. <laughs> We're back. Welcome to the Mando Fan Show Season 3, if you want to call it that. <laughs> We're back, baby! And we are so excited to talk about the newest entry in live-action Star Wars, the Book of Boba Fett. So welcome, everybody, to the Mando Fan Show. I'm John. Thanks for joining us. Uh, James and Lacey with me, as always. Uh, if you don't remember what we do here on the Mando Fan Show, a bit different than TRB, but it's the same crew, so same energy, same vibe, but we're also live, and we see a lot of people already in the live chat, so uh, welcome to all of you. If you are on Twitter or any format of social media and you see the post, whether it's from Star Wars Newsette or Resistance Broadcast, if you don't mind sharing it with a quote tweet, tell people to come join the party. Let's have a good time tonight. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for uh, taking the time out of your night to join us. Uh, I'm sure you watched it multiple times, but now we are here to talk about Chapter 1, Stranger in a Strange Land. James Lacey, we're back. The Mando Fan Show is back. I'm so excited that we're uh, doing this live again. Uh, it's a little different. It used to be Friday nights. Now it's Wednesday nights. But either way, yeah. it's still a good time. How you guys doing? I'm doing good, I'm man. Great. Uh, yeah. Always excited. Wore my green today, green and black. <laughs> for the matrix um of course for the matrix yeah right what was there something else that was <laughs> not that i know was, no okay all right just wanted to yeah. be sure um <laughs> no of course though i've been like everybody i'm in contact with i'm like i don't know if they're like a star wars person or not but i'm like big day yeah <laughs> like, big day. You know, like what? testing the to see if they go like why is it a big day i'm like because uh big Hopping by <laughs> oh that God. virtual water yeah. cooler at the office. Uh, exactly. Big day today. Um, yeah. Lacey, uh, you're rocking the Han and Chewie uh, rivals of Boba Fett. So a little on the antagonistic side of things. But uh, how you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm I'm so excited to be talking about Star Wars again in the sense of like new content. I feel like mm -hmm. we've been kind of slow <laughs> so this past year with the yeah. with what's been coming out um but we're gearing up here we're getting ready for the the next year which is going to be non-stop star wars so it's just yeah. like the beginning of what's to come and it's just it's, it's exciting to wake up super early and watch star wars and see people's reactions online and yeah, surprisingly sure. not a lot of spoilers people have been very respectful i think that's you know all the marketing disney did about the respect thing that mm -hmm. people were like, no, we're listening to you, Disney. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. But other than that, I'm just excited to to talk about Boba Fett, who's honestly not one of my favorite characters, but I've come around. Yeah, he's a uh, Fett Demption is real and uh, <laughs> it's happening right now. He's the star of the show. Um, and this first chapter, which I think a lot of us guessed, was directed by the showrunner, Robert Rodriguez, mm -hmm. uh, written by Jon Favreau. Uh, created by John Favreau, he pitched the the story after uh, seeing what Robert Rodriguez did with Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. So it's all good stuff. And also, one thing that a lot of people need to clear it up today: uh, the show was this series is composed by Joseph Shirley, not Ludwig Göransson. Göransson just did the main theme, which played over the end credits, uh, which has its own controversy, I guess, going on right now. But Joseph Shirley, the composer, uh, and uh, a lot of people seem to be liking what he did—a little bit of a different flavor than what we heard with the Mandalorian. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, so yeah, what we do here before we get in to the, the meat and potatoes of the show, 
Uh, if you don't mind uh, liking the video and like I said, sharing on social media, and we also have super chats available, which do go to support the podcast. Uh, if you do submit one, your comment will be read on the show and it doesn't matter what section that is, but uh, whenever you do, do have that, a couple, we, if we want to kick it off with a couple, we, we will kick that off in just a moment, but just to, yeah. to remind everybody a little bit later in the show, we're going to be around an hour or so, maybe a little over. Cause sometimes the first episode, we always get a little chatty, but uh, <laughs> we are giving, we're doing the Mando code again, which is our season long gift giveaway contest and we're going to be giving away the first number in the scrambled code for you to take down and of course not share with anyone else because you want to be the one that wins the the grand prize which is going to be uh pretty cool we'll reveal that in a little bit so uh, we have one other announcement before we get going but uh lacy let's fire up a couple of those super chats yeah so first up we have gary 24 fan thank you so much for the super chat gary he said my tribute and i hope you will rule me with respect but i'll accept fear (laughs) if deemed necessary (laughs) gary i am a little afraid right now thanks gary (laughs) i wonder who's who's the two for is it kobe bryant is it jeff gordon we may never know but thank you gary (laughs) I'm not sure, but uh, David Probus is up. What up, David? Who <laughs> super chat who said my tribute? LOL. I love that Thank this you. is a thing. We're such nerds here that we're like pulling things from the show already. Spice runner, gray beard, Proby one, Kenobi, David Probus, uh, breaker <laughs> of chains. What's up, buddy? Um, <laughs> Uh, the last thing we want to announce, it is live now, but if you go to store.resistancebroadcast.com, uh, just for as long as the Book of Boba Fett and the Mando Fan Show are on and happening, this new shirt will be available, and James is going to fire it up right now for you to take a look. There it is. The Mando Fan Show Season 3 Edition is available in shirts and sweatshirts, uh, depending on what climate you're in, but it is available now at store.resistancebroadcast.com. Uh, I'm definitely firing up a T-shirt myself because uh, something about that green I'm really digging. So there it is. Grab it if you'd like. Wait till after the show, whatever. But just know that it's going to run through February 9th and then it's coming down again. Um, all right. One more so, super chat. Really okay, cool. cool. Uh, from oh, Double, Double D, D, who said, I'm addicted to TRB. Never miss an episode. Thank you. Thanks Thank you, Double D. We have a Double C. I miss Double D. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gary did respond saying, James got it right. My screen name is left over from what I used to watch NASCAR. Gordon was my favorite driver. Ah. Oh, I, nice. Well, did you say that? Did I say that? It doesn't matter. Um, I'll be James. Jack Fish! <laughs> if, Jack, if Jack Fish shows up in The Mandalorian, they got to go somewhere oh, wet. Geez. They got to go to Naboo. Um, but we'll see. It looks like, <laughs> very, looks like it's more sand than anything. But Jack Fish lives in our hearts forever. Um, mm. All right. So what we're going to do here, if you don't remember, is we are going to rate the episode. And you might remember from the Mandalorian Manda Fan Show seasons, we did the Pedro Pascal face scale. We changed it up a bit. And now we're doing the Tem scale, the Tamara Morrison face scale. And boy, does he have pearly whites, as you'll see in a moment. Uh, <laughs> but we're each going to rate the episode one to ten. Halves are included give you our average and then we asked our patrons for their score average theirs and we'll get to them in just a minute but i'm gonna kick things off here uh i gave this chapter one stranger in a strange land episode of the book of boba fett a seven um i thought it was you know we'll get more into why you know we feel the way we do later but just briefly i felt it was um good solid um did things it needed to do in order to get us to really push forward um starting next week. So I, I kind of understood that. And uh, so that's why I'm going with a seven. You know, it's not necessarily the highest score I've given, probably in the lower end of the scores I've given, but that's mm-hmm. where I'm at with uh, my score for this chapter. So James, you're up next. What did you give chapter one? 
So I I give it a little bit of a lower score, and this is also kind of on my lower end of all scores. And it might even be like if Mandalorian was included, like my lowest of of, of Mandalorian Uh-oh. as well. So I give it a six. Um, mm. And part of that six also comes from because I'll, I'll just say it now, like I wasn't a huge fan of this episode. I kind of wanted to give it a five, but I sitting with the episode for a while, I was like, you know what? I think that if we watch this episode in context with episode two and three and four and the story that we're going to get, that maybe we didn't expect, maybe it's a little bit more lenient on the uh, Tuscan Raiders and stuff. They're leaning on that. Yeah. Side. We'll probably still enjoy it. And we'll look back at that first episode. Like, Oh, they were just setting up something kind of different than we were anticipating. But right now I'm sitting watching this guy that I, I want to be excited about digging in sand. And I'm like, this is a five buddy, you know, <laughs> but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a six. I'm going to give it a six right now. Boba Fett's building sand castles. He's like, James, what, how did I do? And you're like, it's a five buddy. That's a five. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, I'm going back in. I'm going back in. Forget it. Uh, all right, Lacey. So I'm at seven. James at six. Lacey, when you round us out, what is your score for chapter one? So my score is definitely one of, if not the lowest score I've ever given to a Star Wars show. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, similar to James, I felt that I think that the show starts off in a solid place. I think it answered a lot of questions that we had of like, how did he get out of this? You know, where is he going? But yeah. I think I'll look back, like James said, on this episode being like, okay, that makes total sense. Or, oh, they're, they hinted at this early on, or we saw bits and pieces of this. But right now I have a lot of questions and I felt there were moments, like James said, where he's digging in sand for long periods of time that you're just like, got it. He's digging in like, sand. This is a 40 got minute it. episode. All right. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> uh, so I gave it 6.5. Okay. Out of 10, uh, 10, 10 faces. All right. Um, yeah. A good chunk like of that, that is just for his. Rated his on a scale of thought. one to 10. <laughs> one to 10. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's easy enough to average out because uh, we kind of sandwiched Lacey's score there, James. Uh, so we're mm-hmm. the three of us give this thing a 6.5. So there we are. Oh, look at those faces. I love his face. <laughs> Look at the look at those veneers that he has. That's and he has, he has that like golden tan. I don't. That's a that's a nice smile. I don't know. Maybe you but just either a good way. Smile. Maybe so six and a half for us. Uh, and now we're gonna go to our patrons who we scored, and they. So what we did is we took their totals and averaged them out, and they gave this a little bit higher. Our patrons, our TRB resistance officers, gave this episode a seven point one. Ooh, a little bit higher than a us. A little bit higher, yeah. A little bit, but uh, I like that we're kind of in the same ballpark. So it's it's cool uh-huh. that you know we're not you know uh, necessarily negative Nellies over here. Um, maybe everyone's kind of on the same page. So we do have a couple of comments that we're going to get to from you our to go basically. Like you can only go up. Yes, right. So a couple of comments from our officers. Uh, Megan Poehler. Hi, Megan. Uh, She said, seven for me, a great start. Just wish it was a little bit longer and ended in the present instead of during a flashback. It didn't feel like a complete chapter. So that's a good point, Megan. Uh, Great job on that. And then next we have Nathan Merrick. Uh, What's up, Nathan? He said, I love this episode and give it an eight out of 10. 
Uh, waited a lifetime to see him emerge from the Sarlacc, and I love how they did it. I'm really happy about the Tusken Raiders storyline, and overall it felt like a framework and built up to an awesome gangster story with elements of Sergio Leone's Man With No Name series. That's a good point, because I'm going to bring that up later as well. So I like that, Nathan. Um, so great job there. And uh, you know, in the, in the chat, if you want to fire out what your score would have been or what it is, and uh, we'll see if you know everyone is on the same page or not. But we're going to get cracking here with uh, some fun and we always start this thing off with easter eggs and we have uh our list and we're gonna just go around one at a time and see what we found here uh james you're gonna start us off with easter eggs now context is is not really important here uh you know, you can do things that are, you know, a reference, not necessarily Star Wars. Maybe there's something you saw that you think is a Terminator reference or something like that, you know, but let's not, you know, typically we don't try to do too far of like stretches, like, eh, I guess that's an Easter egg or obvious things like, oh, a Twi'lek, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you kind of get where we're looking here. And uh, James, why don't you kick us off with any sort of Easter egg or reference you caught in chapter one? Um. Okay, well, actually, you know, it's kind of surprising because we did the original, like the season one of The Mandalorian, and we were like, Twilight, like in the background, everything, you know, like, and yeah. we've since come around, and now I'm like watching these episodes, and I'm like, man, not a lot sitting there. A couple things popped out to me. Um, one, and I, and I don't want to say it's a negative, maybe it's only a negative for me, but it kind of pulled me out a little bit. Immediately seeing three Boston Dynamics spot. Uh, yeah, what was that? Yes. Uh, so I I saw that and I was like, Do you think that's a Disney like, tie-in? Like they're gonna do some type of sponsorship thing where they're like, Oh, did you oh. see these? I don't know. No, they did the cookies almost... with Baby Yoda. So so again, so again, my 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 thought process on seeing it is, I was like, I don't know how many people really know that you know as a thing. So that's just yeah. a droid, and it's I really do. cool. But I know it, and it, it felt very like obvious that that wasn't a Star Wars thing. That was a real Earth robot thing, you know, like yeah. walking around. And I was like, ah, I don't like that. I wish they would have. I could used see them having the walking around the parks to yeah. build it up, but they only like oh, put something on the no. top. So I was like, the whole body basically is the real Boston dynamic spot, you know? Yeah, uh, it was not even AI changed robot. at all. Yeah, yeah, so I was I was like, well, I mean, that's cool, and I like to see that kind of usage and stuff like this, and here they are. Star Wars is taking advantage of it. I wish I would have seen it a little bit better, but yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Michael's saying, what is that? So I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what is a Boston dynamic. <laughs> it's basically Boston Skynet. Dynamics, yeah, well, people say that. Yeah, it's a robotics company, but they're like... Kendall and I are on the same page. The absolute, like best at it it seems like as far as ai and making like intelligent robots to do like uh human movement and stuff but i'm telling you guys disney loves selling sponsorships and stuff and like how can you make money off things those cookies with baby yoda remember that was such a cute moment Mm -hmm. and afterwards they were like william sonoma 50 bucks if you want to buy these cookies and they sold out so like you gotta look at it that way too being like Hey, sales guy Bob sold into the Mandalorian or into the Bo- Book of Boba Fett three Boston yeah, dyna- but, Dynamics but those, things. To me, I'll those just say cookies this, were were not like uh, El Fudge cookies that were very right. obvious El but Fudge I'm, cookies. But I'm well, saying the fact I mean? that they sold the cookies and the only reason they're mm-hmm. in the show is because of the cookies. I would bet. 
Like the only yeah. reason they're in there is because someone was like, hey, right. can we work in some type yeah. of thing be- that we can sell? Yeah. Because just- they had to make that thing prior to the show coming out. These things uh, horrify me. The whole thing scares me. I talked about it on my <laughs> other movie cool. podcast like about the Matrix. It's 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 the future is Skynet. It's clear. It's evident to me, and it absolutely horrifies me. And burn it all. Uh, Are you but, talking about this Boston Dynamics? All of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Goodbye. I thought you were they talking ones, at first about the tie-ins. I was like, they have that's ones just that do basic like, marketing. They have ones that do like parkour now and stuff. It's horrifying. Yeah. But anyway, um, we'll move on and keep this in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. Um, who's up? Lacey, you're up. What uh, do you, Did you see any references or Easter eggs that you wanted to point out? I'm going to knock out the pretty obvious one. Max Rebo's back. Max Rebo yeah. is Yo, back. He showed way. up and I was like, yes, because a lot yeah. of people, including myself, were like, I can't believe he died. That's so sad. He mm. did not. I wonder how it looked when he jumped off the sandbox. <laughs> Because you don't ever see his bottom half. And by the way, when he plays, well, he just does this. <laughs> see, that's debatable. I'm excited that he's there now because we might be able to get more answers on if are those his hands and he's sitting behind a table or as they've originally created him, those are his feet and he doesn't have arms. Oh, and he's sitting, did you not have you not encountered that before? No, no, yeah, it's like a pretty, I, I like well known among nerds right like real nerds but like the puppetry the way it was done it it like when you're watching the movie it looks like he's like a guy sitting behind a keyboard with his hands but supposedly the creature is supposed to have no hands he's playing with his feet Uh uh-huh so i was like oh I, i didn't get a chance to like really investigate and see how it looks in the show but yeah i was like oh we got more angles of max rebo doesn't have a bottom half i feel like a bad fan that i didn't know that i'm sorry guys. no no it's like it's like weird deep lore yeah you know what this also means though like salacious crumb could be alive still Uh i know they opened it up out of there yeah is that also one of the um the something nodes m- m- modal nodes modal nodes. figuring don it, it's definitely a bith um this but is we don't know species. if it's one of them yeah we don't know but i was them, i was yeah. curious if it's like because i don't think they specified a name i was like that could be one of them right. that's also right. kind of tied into that easter egg too this returning character he just took a right. side gig you know <laughs> um i think one easter egg that is quite morbid is uh wookie skin that mm-hmm. oh is that what he showed up with yeah, mm-hmm. I was wondering if that was Bantha or not. Yeah, Doc Strassi offered that as his tribute to Boba Fett <gasps> with Wookiee skin. Oh my god! Uh, at least, at least we all know it's not Chewie because Chewie shows up in the sequels later, so that's good. Um, but yeah, yeah Wookiee skin—that's a little, so, little dark, especially when you know if if you're a fan of the Wookies, which I am. Oh yeah, god, in the uh, Clone up. Wars animated series, there's a couple characters that get caught by trandoshans and they get dropped on a like hunting area where it's like full of like wookies and stuff like the trandoshans are known for like hunting wookies and yeah yeah Yeah. so that's uh that's mine i had to get that one out of the way because it's a little dark but uh james you got any others i'm not particularly filled up like those those three were the ones i wrote the only other thing about the um about the Max Rio and stuff is they were kind of playing a, I hope it's lumpy. Um, <laughs> they were kind of playing a remix of the, the song from the original Tatooine Moss Eisley Cantina. Nice. It was like oh, a was different it? version mm. of the song. Yeah. It was like an updated version. So kind of mm, interesting. Cool. 
Nice. Um, Lacey, what do you got? Um, one of my favorite moments in Star Wars, they kind of did a callback to it, which was uh, Boba Fett strangling the monster with a chain around its neck like Leia does with Jabba. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's true. As that's, soon as he that's... did it, I was like, it's like Leia. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. I didn't even think about that. Um, and then I'll just pick up then with another callback to Return of the Jedi is Boba Fett saying that they really need a protocol droid. Yeah, <laughs> um, couldn't understand what the the guests were saying. It's exactly why Jabba had one. So I thought that mm-hmm. reminded me exactly of C three PO and wondering where he was in the galaxy during that time. But um, if George Lucas had made the series, C three PO would certainly show up, but he did not. Um, all right, James, did you have any others? I didn't want to put you on the spot. You seem to have uh, said yours. Um, well, I was actually thinking another one that we might want to mention because it's not as obvious as like a, um, and I should have looked up the name. I didn't even write it down. It just, just occurred to me. Um, it's not as obvious as like a Twilight or Rodian or something like that, but those, the animal that was like watching over them was in Attack of the Clones. Like they had the Tusken Raiders in that movie had those animals as well. Did they not? Am I wrong on that? Yeah. Oh, the Massifs. Massifs. Yeah. They were, they were in the Mandalorian Zoo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where? Yeah. I remember them being in the Mandalorian. They were yeah, in the Clone maybe they Wars first. Were. They were made for Attack of the Clones, and then they ultimately used them in the Clone Wars, which then they used mm-hmm. in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah the yeah. dogs. Those, yeah. Those are good. Big teeth. A little scary. Um, Lacey, did you have any others? Uh, yeah. Possible. So another one of my favorite moments, which we talked about on the unintentionally or indirectly funny episode. Uh, the 8D8 droid who's like yes. the guy introducing people he's the one that was torturing that gonk droid that I when I was little and even no, now still no, think it's no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. and kicking his feet that's him that's my boy <laughs> that's him and he was voiced by Matt Berry who I'm not familiar with but a lot of people seem to know uh, oh I learned today Sam Whitworth did the Rodian yeah, I learned that too. That's you just um, getting all the Star Wars jobs. They just call up well, Sam and they're like, "Hey, you busy today?" And he's like, "Yeah." Sure. Well, him and him I'll and uh, Collins are boys, and they were both yeah. uh, they had spots in Rogue One together. So they're kind of like a, a package deal. I feel like with the Skywalker sound stuff. So it's always good to hear Sam Witwer popping in and doing this sort yeah. of stuff, even when it's not like, "Oh, that's Sam Witwer's English speaking voice." It's like, no, he just. Yeah. Sounded the alarms as as a Rodian, which uh-huh. I doubled. I double checked to make sure. But it's it looks the same. It's not the same Rodian from Solo. That Rodian actually got killed in the Mandalorian, which I forgot about. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, I'm glad I double checked that because I was assur- like, "Ooh, is that that?" Yeah, Rodian? I'm assuming this Rodian was probably on the sail barge. Um, because he had that- like kind of burns and stuff on him and stuff. Wow! So everybody's surviving the sail barge. Um, well, you have to right. assume a bunch of people jumped off before it exploded. Yeah, true. Like hmm. the Titanic, um, uh, and the doors and stuff. Yeah, the Titanic um, didn't explode. What? Well, no, but they jumped off of it. People jumped off the Titanic. Yeah, before it exploded, like the Titanic. John, no, remember that guy? Yo, remember that guy who hits the he hits the propeller as he's going bong. down. Bong. Yeah, I'm sure that really happened. James oh my Cameron. gosh. Um, all right, I have a couple more. Um, one, I'll just say that Nathan just run them sort through, of, John. Yeah, Nathan yeah. sort of touched on this one. The dragging of Boba Fett through the sands is definitely a, a Western sort of thing. Like when yes. you have had the guy uh, lassoed and you're and you're running with the horse. But also, uh, it really reminded me a lot of Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, Clint Eastwood's character sort of being um, 
tortured by the guy with the umbrella as he's just trying to crawl through the sand across the desert. So um, I think that's definitely a nod from Robert Rodriguez there, being that uh, heavily uh, Western influence. Camino, uh, the Attack of the Clones, which I guess was reshot um, using 4K, and they used a double for for young Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and they did that shot of him looking at the the, the helmet, with and then the Daniel Logan still being is, uh, credited though. Yeah, I, his likeness. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I have is uh, like the personal personal energy shields that the guys in the street fight were using uh, were very reminiscent to me of the Gungan personal energy shields from uh, Naboo with that sort of transparent or even like the closing doors in the lightsaber duel between Qui-Gon and uh, Darth Maul. So that's all I got. I'm sure we can run through others. Uh, I'm sure people will pop a few in the chat if they haven't already. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um can but, we run through uh, some uh, super chats before we get into oh, the next segment? Absolutely. Bring on the tributes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first up is Michael. Thanks, Michael, who said, this is to fill up Lacey's helmet behind hey, her. Nice. That's cool. I love that I everyone know. is doing a reference to the yeah, show. Connection. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys noticed, in the helmet was Republic credits, not Empire credits. Oh, that's Ooh. a good one. That is if a you good look one. in the helmet, it's all like, the new I'm Republic not gonna lie, side. like my brain didn't even put together. Like I knew it was money, but like I was like, oh, poker chips, like Sabak chips. Like, yeah, it no. wasn't oh, even, yeah, it's I wasn't cool even though really putting it like current actual currency. Yeah, so I went back through and like stopped a couple times oh, to good. see yeah. like if I I saw anything. I mean, the other things that we didn't mention but are pretty obvious are like gonk droids are in the background. I think there is one kind of. uh Constable Zuvio type character from uh, Nemo. Oh, yeah. Post was it? Well, oh, really? That hat is just getting tossed around. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, we got also, this hat. Also, too, <laughs> uh, there's a character uh, has actually a couple lines. Fennec Shand from The Bad Batch. No. <laughs> 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 Next is Dakota. Thank you so much, Dakota. I love your name, Dakota. I say that every time, but it's so true. Uh, take my galactic credits. Newborn Dymo Giller needs some set merch. <laughs> <laughs> Very she cool. definitely Thanks, does Dakota. i have one more let me find it i'm scrolling i'm scrolling here we go devin thank you so much devin for the super chat you said great for a pilot prologue good setup for the ensuing adventure in my opinion mm-hmm. love the show guys thank you so much thank you, i devin. agree i think yeah. you know we talked about it james and i mentioned it in our scoring it's just like it sets it up so i would love at the end of this like we always do is go back and say what we thought or would we change our scores now that we've seen the whole series because it's hard to judge on just one episode uh what the whole series is about you know it's not like a movie so we'll see what happens um great thank you everybody for those uh we appreciate that very much uh the support means a lot so thank you um Mm -hmm. next up we're going to take a little breather and get into the mando code uh, mm-hmm. So the Mando Code is back. It's our season-long giveaway contest. Uh, every week, I will reveal on each episode and uh, uh, a new number. And it's going to be not in any sort of order or anything like that. No hints. Uh, and at the very end of the season, on the season finale, um, probably, I don't know if it's on a recap show or the final like episode. We'll, we'll let you know. But either way, you're going to have a chance to submit your guess as to what the code is in the correct order and what the uh, meaning is behind it. So you just want to, as of right now, just start keeping track of each of these numbers as we put them out each week. The grand prize is going to be the Black Series new uh, re-armored Boba Fett electronic helmet. 
Uh, so that is going to be out soon. I believe it's available for pre-order now, but we're going to get that to whoever wins this thing and becomes the ultimate bounty hunter in the quest for the Mando Code. Uh, so the first number in this year's Mando Code is four. Side Ooh. note, I don't know the Mando Code. I know what we're doing in the prize and everything, but I don't know what your secret code is. So I'm kind of, I'm also playing along. I'm playing along. along. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know. Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> so. I mean, you're on, you're on a shared doc, but that's okay. Well, we like oh, to play it... along. <laughs> James like, oh, it's there. I'll be checking also, it out. Also, Brian makes a good point. Before yeah. this episode, they didn't know Tuscans could drink through their masks. It's the little thing, yeah. Brian. <laughs> I, also, I also didn't know Tuscans were like... I thought they were mindless monsters, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, these last two series have really turned the tide on those. But now let's let it let let us get into it. it uh, do the spoiler breakdown of the episode um, first. We'll warm the engines up by talking about either our favorite shot or single moment in the episode. Um, so you don't really have to stay strict to one specific thing or not, but we'll. Uh, We'll see what our favorites were. So, Lacey, did you have a specific favorite moment or a favorite shot uh, in chapter one? Mm, favorite moment or favorite shot? I'm just trying to think of like what shots I really liked. I the one that's sticking out to me honestly is is the shot that Robert Rodriguez did from the sand looking up at the Rodian was very cool, and like where he's digging. And then oh, when the yeah. monster pops out, like he keeps shooting from that angle, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it was just very jarring compared to the other shots. Um, I think, honestly, my favorite shots were weirdly of Boba Fett in the Bacta tank. I just found something like really cool about those shots. And then everything that surrounds those shots, like the fact that they stuck this guy in a water tank with like a breather, like a breathing uh, apparatus. Right. And we're like, yeah. okay, we're going to get some shots of you doing this. And then it made me think like, I would totally do that. And I think it would be such a fun thing to do. Like to be like, Oh, let me go in this tank. Well, um, yeah. And just everything about it was really cool. How it's a horizontal back. The tank was really cool. And it has the buttons on the inside that then take the water out. I would love to see a video on how they built that and how it works in real life compared to what you see in the show. Cause it seems like it's very practical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems to work. Cause if you look at his face from when we first see him come back to now, he, he looks wonderful. So yeah, that Sarlacc <laughs> is no joke. And I was really grossed out uh, by that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll get into that Sarlacc cause mm-hmm. whew, it's mm-hmm. a little scary, but uh um, James, did you have a favorite shot or moment in the chapter one? Uh, my favorite moment probably was him going into the uh, facility with the music and the gambling and stuff. I think there was it, it's always fun to have the cantina scene in a Star Wars movie, whether it's, um, you know, just like the lowly bar on this like sand planet or, you know, something like uh, Canto Bite where it's like crazy and fabulous or whatever. Like I always yeah. enjoy like. I feel like no matter how many times I see it, I'm always like looking in the in and trying to look in a different direction. Um, so it, it was nice to see that right away that I was like, oh man, and this place looks like it, like it kind of trying to merge the two. Like this is a really fancy, nice place for um, for being on Tatooine and being in Mos Espa, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I was I was interested uh, when the, that whole thing was happening because I was like, ah, this immediately gives this episode rewatchability because you know what they do in the Mandalorian They like they showed that cantina scene. And then like all these characters show back up later 
and you're like, oh, we thought this was the first time, but they're actually in episode one too. You know, like um, right. Um, the the one lady, uh, what's it? Frog lady. You know, she's like in the background in the earlier episodes. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I, f- I found that exciting, and I I like the I like that bar. Not enough yeah. Bantha toothbrushing though. That was my right. right. I was like looking in the background to see if they were doing it and they weren't. And I was like, what a missed opportunity there (laughs) to really just. (laughs) And, you know, for for a Tatooine bar, it was kind of modern and clean. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, they seemed like they were kind of trying to merge the like high end and low scum side. Um, I agree. Um, that is, that was a cool scene. It was definitely a palate cleanser for sure. Um, mine might be a little more, on the nose because the initial shot of it reminded me of the force awakens when you, we saw the downed um, wreckage of the star destroyers because it just makes it feel real is the wreckage of the katana sail barge and then boba fett's fist coming out and him climbing out but when he's like still up and climbing and that angled shot where you see the pit below him uh without the beak um no beak no Way beak. No, Robert Rodriguez. No beak. Way no to go, beak John Favreau. For, no beak for them. Uh, but that shot of him climbing out with the dirt all over him is kind of like I imagine what that shot everyone was kind of hoping that they would see one day when they saw him go into that pit. Those kids right. that grew up loving Boba Fett and stuff. So that probably was a big deal to a lot of people, especially that he did it himself. It wasn't one of those things where he was saved or rescued out of there. He got his butt out of there himself using fire using his will it reminded everything me of he had left ride where he like shoots his hand out of the sand yeah, oh, yeah 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 so that was that was my favorite moment but now let's kind of just get into it um lacy if you do happen to see someone's favorite moment in the chat that you want to fire sure. a read off oh there's uh, a bunch yo you want to read a couple of them sure give me one sec let me scroll up a little bit and then we'll just get into an open chat where we'll talk about the episode spoilers all through this whole thing. And Frank and, said uh, his favorite moment was inside the Sarlacc pit and the stormtrooper in it. Oh, uh, and then when they <laughs> punched his way out of the sand. Oh, that's right, Frank. So, so for me personally, like up for the one of my favorite shots was that stormtrooper or him busting out of the sand. But I really don't like the inside of the Sarlacc pit. It it's and very not from like a disgusting thing. No, yeah. for me, it reminded me of, uh, you know how we say like on animated shows, like they always say, well, they stick you in the closet and you get, you know, it's the best place for sound. And you got to oh, hang yeah. up all your blankets. That's yeah. how I felt. I was like, what am I looking at? He's like got blankets around him. You know, and I'm like, it reminded this is me supposed of stranger to be the things, inside honestly. of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, it reminded me of Stranger Things when they go to the upside down and it's like all the goo and people are just stuck in the goo and they're dead. Yeah, That's what it reminded me of uh, yeah. Greg Spencer. What's up? He said, I like the shot when the monster landed on the four legs, basically becoming a centaur. Yeah, that monster had a really cool look to him. It was very like stop motiony look. I noticed it was kind of like old school. I, I thought at first I was like, is this one of the monsters from the the Jarek board that we? Oh, yeah. But I didn't that's, that's, that's have that time to. to it. Yeah, no, it's Goro from uh, Mortal Kombat, actually. <laughs> This is actually a really funny comment from Cutter said the best shot was the Patton Oswald shot of Boba coming out of the sand. That's true. His yeah, filibuster uh, yeah. from Park and Rec where he gives this gives this whole thing. If you guys go back and watch that, if you like Park and Rec or you just like Patton Oswald or just like Star Wars, it's pretty funny. He talks about Marvel and stuff, too. 
a bunch of things that he says in the whole filibuster have come true in both Marvel and Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. which is really I actually funny. believe when he busts through, he's wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, bear with me, bear with me, bear. There's, It's going to take a little bit of a jump. <laughs> My favorite yeah. thing about that whole thing, by the way, is that Amy Poehler I said in an interview that he was so good, they just let him keep going and they never yeah, called yeah. cut. So then they just kind of signaled to each other to get up and leave and that's why the whole group in the room gets up and leaves but pat and asshole just kept going so the fact that he's that nerdy that he can just keep rambling is just so funny yeah for sure yeah uh but yeah that's that's pretty a lot of the favorite moments were that people noticing how cool the cantina was it was very clean and modern and just a lot of people are saying they can't wait to see what happens next like this is a good start all right yeah okay now let's just get into the crux of the thing and just talk mm-hmm. about the episode first off right. i i like how they handled i mean i i have my issues with the tuscan raider stuff um but i like how they handled the sort of pre prologue to the prologue because i considered on my written review i called this episode a prologue in a sense mm-hmm. um but i liked how they explained how he got out because they did it quickly they did it like in a very succinct manner mm-hmm. um but it was still really cool. And I think it's like kind of like one of those things that I compare to the Kessel run where you hear about it for so long and they just got it done and it was amazing. You know, people had always envisioned what it would be like for Boba Fett to get out and how would he get out. And for a while I was like, I don't know if I need to see him get out, but now that they did it, I'm glad they did. And they did it well. It wasn't like one of those things where you saw people online like that's what, Oh, they did that. I can't believe they did that. Everyone seemed to be like, Oh, cool. That's how he got out. That's cool. It wasn't like anything that was too controversial or outrageous. So I like how they handled that. So that's where I'll start. And I will say like my thing with the Sarlacc is it seemed so like it was closing in on him more and more. And you saw how like the stormtrooper was like sort of being like half swallowed, like with that slow digestion thing. It just made me feel very claustrophobic uh, and just like, just like crunched and tightened in tight space. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, I definitely see the similarities between uh, this and the Godfather, which Robert Rodriguez said is going to be a heavy, heavy influence, especially the back and forth with the flashbacks, very Godfather part two. Um, the one thing that I would say I didn't love was the Tuscan Raider stuff because uh, one, you know, Boba was getting, Boba got rocked a lot in this episode and he even had to get bailed out by a Gamarian guards, which I didn't really like very much, but, um, he got the carried Raiders, back, not just bailed out. Like yeah, carried back. Yeah. It's like between Mandalorian where he's he communicating with them and saying, in that fight too. Yeah. And, and him saying like, Oh, we just didn't understand them. They're misunderstood. It's like, well, George Lucas had, uh, Klieg Lars who had lived there his whole life saying they're mindless monsters and they took his wife and mm. tortured her and stuff and now you're saying we just misunderstood them so I don't know that I'm liking this whole like face turn for the Tuscan Raiders or, or Tuscans or however you want to call them so yeah, Mando not... too like they did the whole sign language exactly like I, I don't know if I like this sort of like they're kind of not bad people thing so I, I, I'm not too into that um, but I got past that and, and really my, 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 what drives me to like the episode more than anything is I understood it's sort of like, we're going to catch you up to how Boba Fett got to chapter nine in the Mandalorian. We want to get you up to speed there. Uh, so I, I kind of felt knowing that we have about 200 plus more minutes of this show to go 
it's okay that this episode was this. It, this episode didn't need to be a nine. And maybe if it was a nine in the long run, it wouldn't serve the story as well. This needed to be one of those set the table type of episodes. And I think because it served its purpose that way, I like it more. But even though I'm still giving it a seven. So that's where I'm kicking off here. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. But uh, whoever wants to take it and run with it, Lacey, if you want to give sure. uh, your, your your ideas on, on, on the episode overall and things you like, yeah. things you didn't like, go for it. So I think overall the episode sets a, sets the stage for where we're going with this series. And I think that they had to, like you said, John, get a lot of stuff out of the way. Like how did he get out of the Sarlacc pit and all this stuff? Uh, yeah. Like I said, the Sarlacc pit was really gross. I really didn't like that. <laughs> I, I didn't like that whole sequence. Although it did make me think uh, when he grabs the tube out of the stormtrooper's helmet and sticks it in his own to breathe, it reminded me of Finn's quote of they filter out toxins, not smoke. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, are they trying to make a nod to that where he, he's got like all the stuff in his system that they're trying to to get out? You know, is he is it acidic in there? Because you see I watch it with the subtitles on just so I can see what people's names are and stuff. And there was a lot of like groaning and stuff. And I get that like, hey, he fell into this thing. And but how long has it been? I, they don't really answer that question, but I guess we'll get into that eventually. But uh, mm-hmm. Overall, I was surprised how much not only did he take his helmet off in this episode, but how kind of soft he was this whole episode, like not ruling out of, you know, uh, he doesn't want people to fear him. He wants people to respect him. He's giving people second chances. He's not calling people out on their BS. He's trying to not be Jabba. And in doing that, he's kind of setting himself up to be taken advantage of, which we see. I mean, his own helmet gets knocked out of his hands and people like Jawas steal the Republic credits out of the helmet immediately. Um, So it is interesting to see what happens. Also, he gets picked up by the Gamorrean guards, but then they don't show him picking up the helmet. I'm assuming he's just going to have the helmet next time and it's kind of like a given, but... um, Indiana Jones' hat just keeps appearing. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to give probably every episode we do this i'm gonna give like a lacy sus list because this is like a gangster type <laughs> show movie so like these are people that i'm like something's going on there so first on my sus list is that uh the mayor and his person that guy that helps him out that's like totally creepy and like oh w- he couldn't be here and he's like okay so do you have a tribute and he's like no but do you have a tribute for me like that guy's sus the mayor's yeah. <laughs> sketchy we'll see what happens there but something's not right and it seems like he might already be attacking him in this episode right and that could be a possibility uh number two on my sus list is uh jennifer beale's twi'lek i think she there's something there like the fact that she's like overly pleasant and like overly polite and she's a little flirty with uh boba fett to me seems like she's trying to like knock it on his bad side but if you cross her the wrong way then like look out I'm interested right. to see what happens there. I think number one on my sus list, which is no surprise, is Fennec Shand. This whole episode, she is so sketchy. <laughs> like, from the yep. moment we see her on screen, where she wakes up Boba Fett and he's like, I'm having the dreams again. Like, think about your for a second. Any coworker or any friend, family member, whatever. Someone that you confide in on a regular basis. If you're telling them, hey, I'm having PTSD of this. I almost died once. I got eaten by this sand creature animal by for a thousand years. Like you would think if you said, hey, I'm having these nightmares again, the person would be like, oh, my God, do you want to talk about it? Are you okay? She no sold him. 
and just was like, okay, well, there's people downstairs. So do you want to come down or uh, what's the deal? Yeah. Like she didn't that's, even say it's anything. It's funny that you say that because w- when I was watching it the second time, he goes, I'm, I'm having the dreams again. My first thought was, man, that is so awkward. Like, what do you say to that? Like, you're not going to be like, sucks. sorry. <laughs> James so, and, is like, no, yeah, I she feel didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was, so she, she just was like, she just kind of like, took it in and was like, you know, like there's people waiting for you. Like she just kind of said like, there is no response to that. So I just didn't respond to it. That's when you're, you're your friend who like, you know, got dumped and they just every Friday night, they just have too many and they tell you the sob story. You're like, Oh God, here we go. I think that's a little different than almost getting eaten alive by like a big stomach. Well, if I've had my heart broken pretty badly and bring on the Sarlacc. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, but, but this yeah, was also think, some, you know something that happened years ago, kind of thing. Yeah, sure, I know. Sure. And he's like, the dreams are back again, and it's like, oh, yeah. it sucks. Man. I'm, I'm just surprised she didn't that. even say like, hey, that <laughs> sucks, or like, oh, that's terrible, or hey, don't worry, it'll get better. Like yeah. nothing. She just n- nothing. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the episode, she just leaves a lot of like comments and stuff. Like when the people come to pay tribute, she's kind of like, do you want me to kill him? Do you want me to do this? Like, are we going to do this? And then oh, yeah. she said, uh. He was like, keep an eye on this person. She goes, I keep an eye on everyone. So that's right. meaning she keeps an eye on not just them, but on Boba Fett as well. Right. Just like multiple right. comments that she made throughout the episode where she's kind of second guessing what he's doing. She's constantly saying, hey, you're doing this wrong. Um, and then the way she ran after those people and it kind of sets it up of like, who are they? Um, she's clearly in better shape than Boba Fett. She's clearly, you know, a stronger fighter. So I'm interested to see where this goes because we've been saying on TRB for a couple of weeks now that we think that it's building up that there's going to be some type of betrayal. I think they're already setting that up in episode one with just the side comments that she's making and the kind of doubt she has about him throughout this episode as a leader. Um, so she's number one on my sus list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, other than I that, don't know. I'm kind of the opposite. No, no joke. Interesting. I thought this episode solidified more that they've definitely had a relationship before sure Mandalorian and that a lot of the comments between them, like I, I said it on TRB a couple weeks ago, like I was trying to figure out the dynamic. She's like, she's not been his like, you know, uh, sidekick or whatever for that long. But she's like, if I may, you know, she's like saying these things and he respects her like so much. I think, you know, I'm having the dreams again. Who says that to their like life debt person, you know? I think they've had a long history of working together in the past and that's how he knew she died. So he went to go find her and Mm -hmm. that's why he saved her life. And, and I think maybe there's even a possibility that the life death thing is like a cover and that they've, they've known and they've been working together for a very long time. Like, I don't know. It just, I, I hear what you guys are saying, but like, I don't know. I can't, I can't figure out their dynamic. That's why I'm so confused. And I think part of that too is um, from dialogue. I'm not super sold on some of the humor and stuff of like, he's like, I don't understand. I'm the crime Lord. He's supposed to be nice to me and stuff. I'm like, what is, what dialogue is this? This is weird. <laughs> and the little joke. Star Wars, dude. Back and forth. I didn't feel like Star Wars felt, I don't know. Overall, I just felt like the episode was set, was a setup. You know, there's yeah. like you said, John, they're yeah. setting the table of what's to come. And I think looking back on a lot of the teasers and trailers that we saw, there were clips that were missing, even though they said like, hey, 
this is all from the first episode. There were clips in there that were not in the first episode. Oh, we haven't seen the the mayor yet. And he's we the Ithorian. We didn't yeah. see the clip that I love, the shot of them from the Rancor pit. We haven't seen them on the speeder bikes. Like, there's a lot of stuff yeah, all, there that all that stuff was like happen. completely not true. What they said, yeah, everyone's uh, lying. They're like, but, the um, first, Robert Rodriguez everything is, is from baloney. the first fifteen or twenty minutes because we can't even show you the second half. There's spoilers everywhere. I'm well, like, nothing in the first fifteen or twenty minutes was in any trailer. Yeah, and he said the last. Didn't he say the last second half is going to be a big surprise? I wasn't really surprised in the last, the second That's half. That's what I'm of saying. He said, we can't yeah. show you anything from the second half of the first episode because it's all spoilers. And I'm like, right. Really? So I guess my question there, John, as the person that's kind of heading up this whole discussion, can I go into what I think is to come or are we going to wait for that? Um, yeah, I just want to see if James had any th- sure. like big, big other things he wanted to throw in. We also in have some super chats if you want to throw them in somewhere. Up um yeah why don't we get to those before they get too uh lost yeah. up there and then james uh can sure uh, throw his thoughts in the mix so first off first off we have 402 <laughs> fet thank you so much for the super chat says but i yeah. am the crime lord <laughs> i think that's nathan what's up dude what up next we have william roberts thank you so much who says love the team love the team trb love the flashbacks think we'll see him from empire strikes back time period could we see vader what do you I think, think he said, I think he said, Tamara Morrison said they're going to do some sort of in between Empire and Return of the Jedi stuff. I think it really opens up with what they did. Just I'm going to be, be honest, like the first two minutes when they did all those flashbacks, especially the Attack of the Clones one, I was like, oh, they're mm-hmm. going for it. Like they're and, they are cutting to the movies. And don't forget, at, at the end of the episode, it's a big tell when he had to be helped back into the back to tank to me. And I put this in my written review. That, that thing's going nowhere. This isn't one of those like episode two. He's like, I'm 100% now. I'm ready to go. He's going to need that thing this whole series. And I think it's going to be a big part of the plot. And if he's if we're doing these flashbacks when he's in that tank and that's the vehicle to let the audience know, here comes a flashback. We're going to get flashbacks throughout this whole run. And I think that's going to be very interesting. I agree. And I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed the way they, they're doing the flashbacks in that he's in this kind of meditative state. Uh, it's yeah. a little bit more understanding than like him sitting on the throne and having a flashback, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Zach. Hey, Zach, thanks for the super chat. He said, hey, crew, thanks for all that you do. Rep in Ohio, James. So is hey. the Sand Monster a Clash of Titans nod? If so, I'm down. Love you guys. <laughs> I actually thought that. That is a good point. Like kind of the stop motion look of the monster. I saw someone, I think it was uh, uh, Brandon from Talking Bay posted an image of a monster that looked exactly like this monster and i was like oh i From forgot Clash about of the that. Titans? i think so or yeah, an old probably. lord of the rings thing or something looked, yeah it looked very similar to something i've seen rings. before yeah it wasn't a tree sorry <laughs> john they're called anyway. ensign they deserve your respect <laughs> <laughs> next we have andrew staley thank you so much for the super chat said i like the point hey, john buddy. made to, in his review story where boba seems to run out of steam and needs the bakta tank to recover thanks and happy mm-hmm. star wars new year thank happy you so much. new year andrew happy star wars new year and see you in a few months pal thanks man <laughs> I, I saw next somewhere is- online somebody said they should have named this episode back to the basics <laughs> back to basics back to no, like back that. to the basics back to the like basics. back to the, the basics. basics yeah but back to 
Next is Cam Miller Films. Thank you so much for the super chat, Cam, who said, before I get into my back to tank, wanted to say thank you for your uh, thank you for your work. You're so kind. Uh, Thanks, thanks, Cam. Thanks, okay, I think we have one more popping in here. We have Ryan. Hey, Ryan, thanks hey. for the super chat. Who said, Remember when he whipped a whole squad of stormtroopers by himself? Then he went to Mos Espa and got beat up in the street by a couple <laughs> space ninjas to be rescued. What's up with that? Thoughts? Not only did he get beat up by them, he got beat up by Jawas. Like, he got beat up by everybody this episode. But yeah, that's the crazy yeah. thing. I think that kind of irked me a little bit, like John said uh, in this episode, is that. One of the things that got me on the Boba train of like, hey, this character is really cool is the way Robert Rodriguez made him so badass in The Mandalorian where he's like mm-hmm. pistol whipping people. He's shooting rockets across the, you know, field to hit mm-hmm. a ship and like, you know, just taking people down. Whereas in this episode, he got beat up really bad. But then we see the same thing from The Mandalorian, too. I don't know if you guys remember the Mandalorian, the first two episodes just gets beat up, especially by the Mudhorn. He got. Yeah. And the Jawas, they were throwing stuff off the top and our heroes getting knocked down. That's why I rated that episode low. I was like, I don't really like this. This is not exciting to me. And I think that's part of what soured me on the episode as a whole is I was like, I'm expecting this Boba Fett and he's digging sand and he's getting beat up like multiple times in this episode. He's supposed to be sitting on the throne and he's like, I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Like, you know, he's confused. Well, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm that like, makes the only sense, hope though, that I he's have never been a, like in that position. Sort of. But when you're I mean, you're there all the time. You pick up stuff. He knows what's going on. He, he was too busy flirting. So I, I do have some people disagreeing with me that I do want to get to because <laughs> I love when people disagree with me. I love it. I think it's great. It gets the conversation going. So Brick something said yeah, he is it. badass. He's not a superhero. I mean, <laughs> this is the same guy we saw taken out in Return of the Jedi. See, that's a great point. But that's why I didn't like Boba Fett to begin with because he did die like a chump death and get eaten. Chump. And then there was like a big burp and it was like this hilarious moment. So that's <laughs> why I was never a big fan of his. But then in the Mandalorian where he showed up and he was just taking down stormtroopers, I was like, dang, this guy is. Yeah, awesome. that's true. It's um, I, yeah. yeah, it's and also like he's very passive and like how he like knocked out the massive, but then he like pet it sort of like in like uh almost like a Native yeah. American respect way. Um, yeah, like when so you kill a lot your food and you pray over it or whatever. You yeah. pray over it, right? So he's it's definitely a different Boba Fett. And I get that people change as they get older, and you go through certain experiences. So I, I I'm not saying he has to be the exact same Boba Fett from 1980 because you you everyone changes and you evolve yeah. and your experiences shape you, but. I still have this feeling he's lulling people to sleep and we're going to see a more ruthless side of him as we go forward. I think a switch is going to go off at some point. Yeah. And then, so I was going to say too, like I I can kind of see the, the death of Boba Fett in the Sarlacc pit and him coming out is the moment when he decides I'm doing something different, like a rebirth of his mentality so we're all like where's that boba fett and it's like this boba fett is different he works with the sand people you know what i mean yeah he wants to be a leader and and earn respect he doesn't want to be feared he, you know that was his old life kind of thing so he's kind of like um moving into that new version of himself uh yeah in a very that's a good point um uh i, I what word i'm looking for i can't think of it 
I actually really love this point from Apocalypse Wow, who said they put the money in his helmet so he couldn't wear it during battle. That is so calculating, I and I love it. I think that's it. I think that's exactly what it. Good job. Yeah. Um, and you know, they kept going, asking to take his helmet. They asked right. him twice to take it, and she said no. Going back to your yeah. point about how she's like, and and uh, you know, I, I said it. She doesn't trust anybody. She's cutthroat. Yeah. I mean, again, back to the whole gangster thing you know in these movies these gangster movies godfather goodfellas all of them the first act it's all about family and you can't break family and the bond and the love and the strength of the family and your friends and never rat on your friends and stuff you get to the second and third act of those stories they are eating each other from the inside out and they destroy each other and i think fennec is going to turn on boba fett and i Lacey, you're the first person who has like kind of joined me in that thinking. I don't think it's that popular of a thought because everyone wants Fennec Shan to... They want the team up, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Th- these gangster stories, it's always the Star internal thing. Star Wars has thing. crushed me so much lately that I just yeah. always now go to the negative of like, how are they going to hurt me the most? <laughs> I'm telling you, in, in Boba Fett works best when he's by himself she, in terms of the character. Oh, okay, yeah. And 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 how his legacy and how he is. He's a sole single operator. I I think something's gonna happen here. And they keep saying the Godfather influenced this and the gangsters movies influenced this one. It's not like a Western like the Mandalorian. Internal destruction is the exact recurring theme of all of gangster movies. And it's just the two of them right now. So something's gonna happen. Like you watch any even Sons of Anarchy, they're like, oh, we're all brothers, and they all wind up killing each other, taking each other's wives and stuff. It's just <clears throat> It, it turns into internal chaos because of a struggle for power. And you could already see her challenging him. Like you said, Lacey, don't you think we should kill him? No, we're Go not going to kill him. Go back and watch the episode and put a tally every time she kind of second guesses or makes some kind right. of Right. He stuff. gives the helmet. She's like, times. no, that's I'm not, not a good idea. We should, get yeah. rid of these, we should get rid of these Gamorrean guards and stuff. And then the Gamorreans end up being more loyal and they do save him, you know? Right. So I think I think that we're in and, you know, the way they built up the relationship between Grogu and the Mandalorian slowly, but smartly in how they wrote that story so that the payoff at the end when he said goodbye, Mm -hmm. we didn't even want him to go with Luke Skywalker. They're going to do that with this relationship where they build up their bond very strongly so that when if she does, I'm not saying when we're just speculating, if she does betray him, it's going to have payoff and it's going to hit hard and it's not going to fall flat. I agree. So we do have a couple more super chats. First, we have Frank. Thank you so much, Frank, Frank. who said, like John said before, at the end of season two, Mandalorian stormtroopers are kind of useless now. (laughs) So beating a whole squad of them is easily compared to space ninjas. (laughs) That is totally true. We also have Dave Hornack. Thank you, Dave. 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 What up, Dave? Uh, Thanks for the super chat. He said, have a happy new year, TRB crew and to the base. Love having the show back and love the conversation. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. And great job on your pod race on TRB last week, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So can yeah. I get into my 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 crazy theory? I mean, yeah, this is the show for it. I think. I've been waiting to talk <laughs> about it. I've been very polite and not saying waiting till we talked about the episode. OK, so here's my theory. Uh, so my theory is that we are going to see Kira sometime in this series and Ooh. that those red ninjas, a.k.a. Crimson ninjas work for her. Oh, and the reason because uh, they kind of have the weapons that we've seen from her in the comics and we see Mm -hmm. uh, in Solo Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also based on the Boba Fett theme that was done by Ludwig, which 
I waited because people had said it was spoilery to listen to it. So I actually waited till today to listen to it. And I'm listening to it. And these guys know because I sent them a text thread like mm-hmm. in caps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is a very interesting theme uh, thrown in there in the middle of the Boba Fett theme where I found myself thinking, wow, this sounds very similar. Where have I heard this before? And then I hear Han Solo saying, come on, come on. And he's starting his car because it's the beginning of Solo. Yeah. And it sounds like the title sequence of Solo where they're talking about all the crimes. Yeah, it seems like the it seems like the the solo like tension, like there's something amiss, there's something wrong. It's a dun 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 kind of thing. Yeah. Sounds like it's in there. And she has a very you know, Crimson Dawn has a very uh slick look, and I don't know, these ninjas just look very clean and organized and they're black and red and you know she knows terracasi could she have trained them or trained this group i just think that that's kind of setting that up and i really hope that's the case because i would love to see kira again well Um, also they had them tangling up over han's uh carbonite corpse yep in uh the comics boba fett and 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 kira so it wouldn't be just this random i mean for for most fans it would be but Right, and in the comics, she has those kind of nunchucks that have like the lightning electricity on them, yeah, which is the same yeah. blue that we see in this in this fight. Yeah, that, I mean, it'll be interesting, and it would make sense because if she's the boss now of that syndicate, um, she knows there's a lot. new guy in town on Tatooine. She goes, "No, take know, care of it." People would flip out, and I know some people would be like, "Oh, that's the end for you know more mm-hmm. solo." But I think that the opposite. I think that would be a big like, "Wow, they brought her back for this." Like, there's something going on here, just um, because I think they'd want to show us how she got to this point. Like we said, like why she hated Han Solo in the comics and stuff. So that'd be interesting. Well, so also definitely not go to mention, too. Like they yeah, might want to if they did do the solo show, they might want to lean on Han and Chewie, and they don't want people being like, "Where's Kira? Where's yeah. Crimson yeah. Dawn?" And and they're yeah. like, "We don't want to tell that story in the in the Han, you know, whatever right. solo too." It feels like you kind of have to, but if they wanted to do like the Adventures of Han and Chewie, and it's at this time, like that's I think the perfect show. The thing is, is like you don't really want to get too deep with Crimson Dawn and Kira and what happened there. So if you're going to bring Amelia Clark back, it actually kind of makes sense. Bring her back for Boba Fett. And it's like the crime lord and the underworld and, you know, all that stuff. So it makes sense. It does. I, I like that theory. And I'm starting to lean towards I think that is going to happen. Yeah. And if you guys are interested, definitely go on like I know it's on YouTube, but it's on Spotify, too, because that's just what I prefer. Uh if you go to about a minute 50 seconds into the song, you'll hear that kind of like beginning tones of the title sequence for solo where they're talking about the crime syndicates. So to me, I was sitting there listening, get, getting ready for the show tonight. And I was just like, wait a second. And you like immediately hear the beginning of solo where Han Solo's uh, hot wiring the car. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think it totally could be a possibility. I would love yeah, to see Kira in this. How about this? Cause you know, sometimes they borrow from legends. Mm-hmm. That, also, so, wait. So, really quick, Boba Fett and Han Solo were like the biggest rivals of all time, bef- like original trilogy and stuff. So, you can't yeah. have a Boba Fett series without at least mentioning Han once. And I think we all need to recognize that prior to Solo: Star Wars Story, so, Boba Fett and Han were like, <laughs> like the characters right. when they marketed mm-hmm. anything on T-shirts, comics, what have you. Those were the two that were always Christmas battling special. it out. So they're called. <laughs> These guys are called Night Wind Assassins or something like that. 
Um, mm. So on Wikipedia in Legends, the Nightwind is a ship. And guess what kind of ship it is? What kind of ship is it, John? Sounds it's a YT-1300 light freighter. <gasps> just same model as the Millennium Falcon. Oh. And where are those ships from? Corellia. Corellia. And where's Kira from? Corellia. Corellia. And it it's says all coming together, guys. It says the Nightwind <laughs> was a YT freighter crewed by a band of pirates. Yeah, I don't know. Corellia. <laughs> it's interesting. It, it's definitely interesting. So I like that. Um, so you kind of already did your look ahead there, Lacey. Yep. Um, my my, you know, and I did too. You know, I think I think uh, we're gonna. That you took know, me everything long- not to yell this out at the beginning <laughs> of the episode, guys. Like I had to hold it together this whole time. Um, ne- next week, I think you know because of things we didn't see that we thought we were gonna see. I think we are gonna finally meet the mayor, that Ithorian. Um, and according to Wikipedia, I did a little digging. Robert Rodriguez not only voiced the Trandosian leader, but he's also the voice that everyone thought was Pedro Pascal. That's Robert Rodriguez's voice as the Athorian, the mayor. So, which I thought funny because when you're a kid playing with your action figures, which Robert Rodriguez obviously loves doing to base things off, you're right. doing all the voices yourself. You're like, hey, come over here. Hey, no, you come over here. So he's voicing like all these bad part. guys who are walking into. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's so funny. Um, so that so I think that's pretty cool too, and it kind of uh, eases the worry of Pedro Pascal voicing something that's not the Mandalorian. But uh, um, James, one thing, do you have any? Yeah, do you, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say we didn't talk about it. Um, and I, again, I feel a little bit like I want to be positive about some of the stuff. I didn't really like love this episode, and part of that is is I kind of t- I'm tying that into other things that are that aren't even about this episode. They were just about the book of Boba Fett, and they were revealed, you know today and yesterday and stuff like that and part of that is the theme song you know um behind the scenes the theme yeah. song leaked a little bit uh we weren't t- totally positive so we didn't cover it on star wars Newsnet. but i sent it to john and i was like hey man what do you think about this have you seen it no one's talking about it um uh, to me personally there's no way that's the theme to book of boba fett it doesn't sound it's star warsy at all it sounds like <laughs> uh ludwig i mean like it came from his channel or whatever um so i think it probably was him but it sounds like the coolest like hip-hop beat like if this was uh-huh. Lil wayne's uh-huh. mixtapes you know and he was rapping over it, i'd be like that is sick i love that but doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. I told John the only connection I can kind of come up with is like the show was kind of subnamed Buccaneer. Feels very piratey. Han was yes, kind of a pirate, you know, and stuff. And I'm like, they're not really pirates. They're bounty hunters and smugglers and stuff. But I guess low life pirate, it all kind of fits together a little bit. But I'm, I, and I'm going to get used to the song, but like I wasn't a big fan of the Mandalorian song. And again, I'm used to it, but I still got to stand on like, it doesn't sound like John Williams to me. And I know that's different. That but song still, builds. This one hits still you right sounds in the like face it was created in a studio to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't it, sound like a, a piece <laughs> of orchestra, like classical music. It just sounds like a I really like computer based MacBook like song. And they threw in like layers of voices and stuff to make it sound bigger. But um it also, it, again, it doesn't, if like when I think of Boba Fett, I think of him as a loner 
And it's like, this song is very communal and tribal and uh, like a community of people. Like we're all in it together. Dum, dum, dum. It also reminds me of the South Park, like Mormon thing. Dum, 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 dum. Like I'm yeah. like listening to the song. And I'm like, do I like this? And they're like, dum, 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 dum. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, it's, it's making it harder. Well, for I me told to you when you said it to me. It sounded very hero to me more than anything else, which is that's the weird thing to yeah. me because I don't picture Boba Fett as a hero. I picture him as the villain, the the bounty yeah. hunter. But it, mm-hmm. I love this song. I like it better than the Mandalorian song, to be honest. I, I like think it, it too. It's harder. I think it's these non-classic Star Wars, John Williams uh, inspired things yeah. take a little while to grow on me. But then they went after the Mandalorian, I was popping out of my Spotify as I was driving to work and stuff like, da, 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 you know, so this <laughs> yeah. will do the same. But uh, when I first heard it, I was like, this belongs in pirates of the Caribbean seven. It does not. sound very piratey. Yeah. But also like, so, it sounded like something you hear when you're, you're walking off a ride and you're like, Oh, okay. Oh, no, no. John, you said something. And I was like, I replied with like, it's not that I don't like it. It's like hearing like, uh, a Muse song or a Foo, Foo Fighters song, you're like, that's not the theme to Book of Boba Fett. Don't be stupid. And then when it is, you're like, it's not that I didn't, I thought it was a bad song. It's just like, it doesn't, it didn't connect with me as like something Star Wars-y. It sounded like something cool he was messing around with and and put together. Um, I don't think it lives up to like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm doing a new show. I'm going to do the main thing. It's going to carry over. And it's like, that's what he delivered. And they used it. Yeah. But I'm like, how much time did you spend on this? <laughs> you know, seems like he did yeah. a lot of layering and just kind of like went with um, a very traditional it. style of music, like a, like a bar right. hymn or something. And they're like, Oh, well bar hymns all kind of sound like this. And they've placed, they've memed thousands of different lyrics and they all are different songs, but they're all based on this core bar chant or something like that. And I'm like, I love this you only gave us the bar stuff. chant. That's it. Yeah, you only gave us the sea shanty. That's it. That's just um. Da, dum, I like dum, it. Dum, 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 <laughs> it doesn't even have like the words, or not that I wanted to have words, but no. It reminds yeah. me of the Hobbit. But, yeah, I agree. James, is there uh, anything you're you're looking for in chapter two, especially like this? You seem to like this uh, the least out of uh, any of the live action stuff so far on Disney Plus. Yeah. So what what do you what 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 will get you going in chapter two, and then we can sort of uh, wrap up. Um, I want Boba Fett to have confidence. Uh, he seems like he doesn't know what he's doing right now. Um, I want him to get back in it and and know what he's doing. Um, I don't necessarily need him to be particularly ruthless, although it seems like they're because they're leaning on the, like, he's going to rule with respect, you know? And it's like, okay, I just want him to, to know what he's doing and show that that's confident because so you, in this particular episode, he's like, I want to do it this way. And then he just gets beat up the whole time. And I'm like, it's not working. So, you know, either make what you want to be a thing work or do it a different way. Just get something to, to happen, you know? So you're saying involve the menagerie a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um. All right, so I think we all kind of looked ahead um, and we're, we're looking forward to what's going to be happening in Chapter 2 next Wednesday. Um, I will say next Wednesday we will be joined by uh, a 
a former TRB guest who's a writer, editor, comedian, and some of you might know him from the Schmodown. He's known as the fan favorite. He was my teammate on the dungeon. Adam Witt will be joining us. It'll be James's first time getting to hang out with Adam, who is also from Dayton, I believe. So uh, you guys can... Yeah, chat about that, but from Adam Will will be joining anymore. us. He's yeah. a huge Star Wars fan. Such a good time. Lacey and I had an absolute blast on TRB with him, so we'll uh, talk to him uh, with him about Chapter 2. Very excited to have Adam on board here next Wednesday, and we'll have more guests coming as the season goes on for us to reveal. Um, but uh, we want to, uh, first of all, thank uh, our patrons who make this show possible uh, the amount of work that we put into this show, uh, we can't even explain what it takes to make stuff like this happen, especially on a week-to-week basis. So thank you to everyone who supports us over at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tiers start at $2 a month. Uh, we have extra footage and content and episodes over there that are exclusive mm-hmm. to that, as well as chats. And as you go up the tiers, there's a lot more benefits. You can even get on the show. Um, it's very cool stuff. And Uh, I just want to give a special shout out to our generals and spice runners, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Nathan Shank, and Val Trichkoff. Those are our generals and our spice runners. David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C, Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy. Thank you all so much for your support and all of our patrons. Um, make sure you're going to starwarsnewsnet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You can read my written review of this episode of The Book of Boba Fett on there as well. Uh, and TRB will be back Monday with a regular episode of the Resistance broadcast. How our schedule is going to work through the run of the Book of Boba Fett is the Resistance broadcast on Mondays and then live Wednesdays for the Mando Fan Show. And then on Thursday, so tomorrow morning, the Mando Fan Show will hit all of your podcast feeds as well so you can get the audio version. And, uh, of course, it will always be on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, And store.resistancebroadcast.com. If you want the new Season 3 Mando Fan Show shirt, make Solo 2 Happen stuff, there it is right there, the new shirt. Uh, That'll be available through... February 9th. Uh, so that is basically that. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, Star Wars Newsnet. And I have a movie podcast called Just Like the Movies. We just did The Matrix. That's a good time. Uh, Lacey, where can people hit you up? Uh, well, before we do that, we have one more super chat. Mike Moore, thank Ooh. you so much for the super chat. We said thanks for everything, thank you, Lacey, John, and James. Happy New uh, Year. Happy you, New Year Michael. to you as well. Uh, so first of all, I did put in the chat, if you guys are interested, links to our Patreon as well as our coffee, which is really cool with WeWereBrothers.com. Yes. Uh, we did a special blend of the Resistance mm. Brew. It supports small business as well as our podcast. So thank you so much for that. Um, and then also, if you're looking for some cool Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett stuff, as well as Star Wars stuff, if you've gotten money for Christmas and or the holidays and are looking for something to add to your wardrobe, you can have our jewelrybrands.shop. And if you use code TRB, you can get 25% off. That's 25% Ooh. off of Star Wars stuff. So if you need to get some gifts for people, I know I'm born cool. in February, so sometimes you just got to get stuff early Valentine's Uh, Day yeah (laughs) yeah, Valentine's Day right Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin if you guys want to talk about theories and much more and I'm so pumped to be back I had such a good time tonight so thank you guys so much it was worth the wait of waiting until December to to watch this show just to chat with you guys for sure James Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram 
at Myra Trunks. Uh, one other thing that we want to shout out to is that while the show will always be here at night and all three of us will be on talking everything, every morning after the episode airs, we're getting up extra early to watch the episode, right. kind of give a quick thing. And uh, we film that and we put it up. We call it the Mando Minute. Um, and that is a, a good way to support the YouTube channel. Uh, if you guys want to see that and share that, like that, give a comment on that. That's going to help the channel. It kind of gives us an extra bonus video on our channel that relates to the book of Boba Fett. Um, and it's a good way to kind of get ahead of the curve to be like, Ooh, what did, what did Lacey think of this episode? Okay. Now I know what to <laughs> yeah, expect true. when I'm watching later. Uh, she's probably going to bring a lot of that stuff up. So um, the Mando minute is also available every morning of a new episode. So check that out. And someone said my, my, in my face on the thumbnail today looks sad. I think it was Dave. I think it was just my mustache <laughs> looked like a frown. So, but I don't John, know. John gave me two. It was also two. early and I was a little grumpy. I'll be honest. John is Beardo Fett. Out. This is the new version of John yeah. for the Book of Boba Fett. I'm on he the beard squad right now. Thumbnails and they were both like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's the, which that's is the good. If you go good back one. and look at yeah. the rumor and theory review, there's like six in a row that are like, yeah, I, I do it too. I'm always like, could be this, could be that. I'm trying to make an ambiguous that, face. So you project. Thumbnail. My next one, I'll do. I'll just do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, oh, like full disclosure. Like, yeah, right. I, I recorded one, but my mic wasn't sourced, so it didn't pick up my audio. So I had to do the whole thing again. Even though it was only a minute, it was still a little annoying. But Welcome to um, like four of the Bad Batch episodes. <laughs> oh my God, James, you were like, oh God. <laughs> um, all right, so so that's that's our return of the Mando Fan Show. Thanks to everybody who, uh, who joined us. It looks like there was a lot of people in the chat, a lot of people watching. Yeah. It's really cool. Please continue to spread the word, let people know about this show, because I know a lot of people actually found us through the Mando Fan Show, which is very very cool. Um, also, just real quick, and one last plug: uh, Spotify now has a rating system. So, if you even if you don't listen to us on Spotify, go over there, find us, and uh, rate us five stars if you don't mind. We really appreciate everyone who has done it and who continues to do it. It's free to do; it takes a few seconds, and it really helps us out. So, thank you. But that's it for us here. We'll be back on Monday morning with an episode of TRB, and of course, next week, next Wednesday for the Mando Fan Show for Chapter 2 and keep collecting those Mando codes. But from the three of us here, uh, until next time, as always, we'll see you around, kids. Bye, guys. <laughs>